Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. You're catching me sucking on a nicotine lozenge because I'm giving up Juul. Congratulations, Brian. Thank you. I canceled my auto ship. I have one, one pod left that I'm slowly savoring. And then we'll see. I'll, I might end up buying more, <laughs> but I'm not going to do auto ship anymore, at least. Because that gives me absolutely no incentive to cut down. So you were like in the savage Fenty of jewels, yeah, yeah, but was... never admitting it. So while I was getting judged for forking over $50 for cheap shitty lingerie and workout pants from Kate Hudson, you were right behind me, but lying about it. I was handing over my hardened money to big tobacco every month. Okay. Well, I feel better. I feel better because I'll never quit. I'll never quit. I never even, I never even made that connection, but it's true. (laughs) Cause it's just like, I was, I just thought of it as like, well, I'm definitely getting a deal because you get like eight pods a month for 40 bucks. And that's like, that's way cheaper than buying them at seven 11 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think of it that way, but now I'm like, because I'm on, you know, my latest sort of health journey, yeah. I cut out my sleeping pills. I cut way back. And not that I was drinking a ton, but I'm like, I'm only drinking like a couple nights a week now. Yeah. Mm, I'll say three to four nights a week, one drink. And then I have no other vices. And I just want to like become a complete like monk and like be 
morally perfect so I can just judge everyone else. That's my goal. I know me too. I want to be like, well, I told you, I want to be this like stoic person who like never does anything wrong. And like, yeah. but especially by myself, like when I'm alone, I just like sit in a court in a corner and rule and then like work. And I'm like, life is about work. And like, I just tell everyone to work more. <laughs> yep. Like I said, you're like Sonia from Uncle Vanya. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, right. But I feel like if I'm Sonia for long enough, then like eventually I'll turn into like the Julia Moore one. Oh, sure. Um, um Elena. The, Elena. The pretty one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was I saying? Um, I did drink two margaritas last night though. Ooh. I went to El Coyote. Oh, fun. And what was I gonna do? No, you can't. And I've have I tried to order a skinny margarita El Coyote? I've definitely okay. tried to order a skinny margarita at Casita and it's like disgust. I don't know why they haven't gotten on the like skinny margarita bandwagon there but the one that they I ordered was not it's not on the menu and it was disgusting so yeah I could see it being like a high risk situation if they are not if it's not on the menu but I do they I did get the skinny margarita at oh El Coyote and that um, one's, is it, that one's on the menu yeah but it's like triple sec which is not skinny food tequila obviously yeah. and then i guess just like lime juice and um soda water yeah soda that's the thing because like regular classic margaritas have no soda water or like nothing to cut so it's just it's just pure booze and sugar and the it's skinny that, one is just lighter like i like margaritas but i do not like the I, the really intense like syrup like i like it when they're like make it with like lime yeah. juice and stuff like that um but whatever. Who am I kidding? I'll drink anything. I'll have to order that one next time. Except those Mexican restaurants, it's impossible to get in and out of there without consuming some seed oils. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess you could just go and eat like a fucking plate of guacamole. That's true. <laughs> With no chips. With I mean, you could do corn. You have to do corn tortillas guacamole because you can't even do any of the like grilled like any of the meats are cooked in oil yeah, sure. obviously the beans and rice are mm. you, yeah you would just have to do you can't even yeah, do like protein. vegetable fajitas or something you could get like a salad i guess that's so depressing you could get a salad with no um meat corn tortillas and a guacamole and, and guacamole i mean that's actually what i wish i got what'd you get I got the fajitas and just like only ate the meat and the vegetables. That's pretty good. Uh, I do. I mean, every time I go there, I pretty much get the same thing, which is like a crispy beef taco and a chili relleno. They're so it's so good. I know. I my favorite is to get the crispy beef taco and the cheese enchilada, mm. but I couldn't fuck with that last night. But one day I shall return, and I yeah yeah yeah. Um, um, we saw a movie at the New Beverly. Oh, what'd you see? Fucking Robin Hood. Which version? The um, Errol Flynn. Oh, cool. Was it fun? It was pretty fun. Brian's a big Robin Hood fan. Okay. And he wanted to go. And he went. It um, was fun. That's was fun. fun. I, haven't, was... I haven't been to New Bev since, maybe since the time we went a few months ago. Wait, what did we see? We saw, what did we see? We saw some old movie with, some old broad. I forget. <laughs> Remember? It was a like a pre-code something. 
I don't remember this. I a few months ago. Yeah, maybe six, not even six months ago. Oh yeah, we yeah. saw. We saw. It was some. Was it like I, Joan I, Blondell? It was some like B-list thirties star, but I forget which one. And she was in. It, it was some like little noir type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. This one. Yeah, that was probably the last time I was there too. I've been going to Brain Dead a lot. Oh, I haven't that. been since it became um, anti-rape. I know. Yeah. Well, it's like all new people. Yeah. It's really good. Their programming is really good. I know. I follow them on Twitter, and they always have they always have like really fun movies. I yeah. Check it out. I saw my dinner with Andre, and uh, what's the other one I saw there? I don't know. I'm too. Speaking of brain dead. Yeah. Thank you. I, I saw else, like, only went to a couple. Oh, of course, I saw Amb- Ambulance, which I loved. Yeah, I saw Ambulance as well. And then I saw, oh, I saw the Celine Dion biopic. Oh, yeah. Which, which was good, but it wasn't as like crazy as I wanted it to be. Yeah. Oh, Rafifi. I saw Rafifi. Oh, you saw Rafifi there. Um, and then I saw the, at home, everyone has to go see this. It's, I think, a modern masterpiece, Knit Ram. You can, I think it's still in theaters, but you can also like rent it for five bucks or whatever. Okay. And it's about the, um, the most deadly mass shooting ever in Australia. Oh God, Brian, do I have to watch those? And Caleb Landry Jones got, he won best actor at Cannes last year for his performance as the guy. Um, If you loved Elephant, if you loved, we need to talk about Kevin. If you love all those classic fun movies, you'll love this one. Judy Davis plays his mom. She's amazing. It's so good. This is so unbelievably far away from anything that I want to watch right now, Uh, but it's not that I don't get it. It's not that I don't get it. I guess I just, I love the darkness. I I don't know. Like everyone is, did you see, um, everything everywhere all at once or whatever? Yeah, I saw it. I saw it too. And I was pretty like mixed on it. I don't hate it or whatever, but I was, it's just like, not for me. I don't want to talk about it. I I don't want to talk about the Daniels. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone's so obsessed with that movie and it just made me like hate it when yeah. I walked out of it being like, oh, this is fine, but it's just not my style of movie. But then people evangelizing about it online made me like hate it. So that's what I want to do with Knit Ram is like, okay. just be like a total Knit Ram stan. Um, did you see that one with Daniel Radcliffe? No, I never saw it. I never saw it. I, I don't, it, it, yeah, I, it just like this one, I, yeah, I'm not, I guess I just don't, I like, I uh, respect the Daniels aesthetic and I think that they're doing what they want to do and it's lovely, but it's just not for me. It's for, um, like it's for men, but not you, but it's, it's, for, it's for, it's for people who grew up on a steady diet of like superhero movies and this is a this is their version of like branching out but it's still i don't know it's like very it's very safe for the people that only love those type of movies to also like this type of movie that's how i feel yeah i don't want to say i thought the acting was really good mm-hmm. i thought um michelle yo was michelle yo my old friend mm-hmm. tally um, the guy who played her like husband was so good. He's great. Um, my, yeah, my friend from New York has a big part in it and she's wonderful. 
Oh, your friend from New York. Yeah, Tally Medell. She um she? is the the girlfriend of the daughter. Oh, she was good too. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I'm happy. I'm happy for them. My other friend Sunita, um, had a small part. She was the dancer when they kept watching the people dancing. Um, they all went to Emerson together with the Daniels, so they they all know each other. Oh, they went to Emerson. Yeah, it's the Emerson crew. Mm. Anyway, we don't have to. Anyway. we don't have to talk about it because you know if it makes you happy, if you love that type of movie, God bless you. God bless you. What else is new? Um, I don't know. Well, the only new thing is like coming up on my list. So I have like nothing to say really. Um, yeah. I mean, other than I, I have been eating fine, whatever. My diet is over. My my full-on is over. I'm debating whether or not I'm going to do it again in May. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm praying on it. I'm thinking about it. I want to know what the, what the folks out there think I should do it or not. Um, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. I, oh, I added, I put a little post on our Patreon. I don't know if people are interested, but I just because I, I talk about the the recipes I make and stuff. So I just linked to the the recipes I made this week um, for dinner on the Patreon. If you want to check it out, I did a weeknight fancy ravioli with creamy peas from Bon Appetit. Oh. A weeknight fancy chicken and rice from New York Times. I don't know. I guess weeknight fancy now is like the SEO thing that all these food editors put in the title of their recipes weeknight fancy yeah it was weird that's the I thought... opposite that's the opposite of my new ideology like I'm weeknight shame weeknight lonely <laughs> weeknight cold weeknight like simple it was but a simple peasant weeknight but a simple peasant well I think yeah these recipes are but they're like less than an hour and you don't have to use a lot of crazy ingredients but it taste I guess their idea is like it tastes fancier than it is I understand did they taste fancier than they were uh well you have to go to the patreon to, to oh, okay uh, I also did a thing I'll tell you this one uh it's from Bon Appetit called big falafel cake with cucumber salad and it was very like 1970s vegan cafe nut loaf vibes did you What'd you fry it in? I fry all it's olive oil. It calls for olive oil. I used olive oil. It's like you you basically make you use a food processor to like blend up chickpeas and a, like herbs and onions and all that stuff into like a I guess a falafel texture. And then you just like put it on your cast iron pan and you fry it for a few minutes and then you put it in the oven and bake it. It's it, I mean it it's fine, it, but it it's definitely not as tasty as like real falafel. Yeah. Well, that sounds good. And then, oh, I've been, well, I think everyone sort of knows this already, but I've been like completely grass fed pilled over the past couple of weeks. So now yeah. I'm only, I'm only eating grass fed dairy. I bought Maple Hill grass fed yogurt and Barber grass fed cheddar from the great country of great britain 
Mm. And I also um, yeah, the I also bought cheddar. some almond almond milk. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I pretty much only buy grass fed um, like meat. Yeah, but I haven't fully. But I buy so I don't buy very much dairy anyway. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I like I buy only like. I mean, probably toxic, but I have like 15 different nut milks in my fridge right now. I have like milkadamia, almond breeze and the nut pods. Okay. And then, and I did, I was buying those tiny cheddar cubes for those salads, but I only made two of those. And then other than that, it's like, I'm not like, I'm not bringing dairy into the home. No, that's good. I, I think I, as long as it's like good, good quality dairy, I feel like my stomach is fine with it. And yeah. I do, I, I'm just such a yogurt person. Um, so yeah, I made the switch. I made the switch to coconut, to coconut yogurt. Yeah. I should try that again. I tried it once and it was not for me, but it's not as good. It's, it really isn't as good, but you know, like what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. It's Very not scary. as good, but in some ways it's better because it's like, um, I don't know, cleaner. Or sure. Like Cause yeah, you, you feel more superior after eating it. Um, I that's just, really the yeah. point of food is to, to feel good about yourself. Exactly. Oh, I also went to Costco and got a big tub of vital protein collagen peptides. Oh yeah, you were saying. And um, I think it's been good for my joint health. I don't know. It's so they're so tasty. It's like it tastes like you just mix them with water, or you can mix them with almond milk or whatever cold brew, and it just tastes like chocolate milk. It's so good. Yeah, I I used to use the uh, primal fuel or something. There was mm. like a chocolate one that I had. Yeah, it was good, but I just like never bought it again. It was like. Um, I don't know. There was just like something that was like really disgusting to me about like eating that in a smoothie of just like cow bones or whatever. Yeah, it is. I was yeah. like, I don't want to do this, even though it like doesn't taste. It tastes like protein powder, but it's not. It like has cow bones. In it, yeah, so. I mean, it literally is cow bones. So. I I only use like vegan protein powder. Yeah, no, that's you do that. My mom also is like big into the pea protein stuff. I don't know. Yeah, well, I've been using that chocho one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Oh, and I never got those. Sorry, what'd you say? I I was saying it's like kind of higher calorie, but not like insane. I wanna. I still wanna buy that. Um, that greens powder that you bought from Whole Foods. I need to get that. Oh my god, the greens powder is so good. That's really what I drink every day. Yeah, and mix it with coconut water. But the kind like the coconut water that's like extra coconutty. Do you know what I'm talking about? The um, harmless harvest, that one. No, it's not. It's like vital. It's like it's like the mainstream coconut milk brand, okay. but they have like there's one that's like a pressed coconut, so it like comes out like really like thick when like mm. white, <laughs> which sounds disgusting. But that's the one that I'm getting, and it's like. Is that coming from Whole Foods? Mm, you can get it at Whole Foods, but you can also just get it at the regular store. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, oh, this is the other little thing I've started doing, which I learned on because I was, 
you know, I was going down the rabbit hole of these like psycho paleo people, but then I was trying to get another perspective because they were all talking about how, you know, like we've all heard this before, fluoride is poison and you can't drink tap water. You can't brush your teeth with regular toothpaste. Yeah. And then of course, like dental Twitter chimed in. Oh God. Again. I mean, I'm, I am on dental Twitter side. Yeah. And they were saying, no, actually fluoride's like what makes the toothpaste effective in the first place. And it's actually so good for your teeth. Dentists recommend you not even rinse your mouth after you brush your teeth because you want to keep the fluoride on there for as long as possible. I did not know that. I didn't know that my dentist had never said this. So, but I've been trying not to not rinse my mouth. It's sort of weird. It's like, I've never, it's like such a, I mean, I've been brushing my teeth my whole life. It's like a very strange habit to get into, but I'm trying. Cause it's like kind of disgusting. It is. I mean, you, you sort of, it, it is disgusting for like the first five minutes. And then I think your mouth just naturally sort of flushes the flavor out, but it is, uh, it is weird to just brush your teeth, spit out, out, and then like not rinse your mouth out. Um, yeah, I, but that's also one thing that it's like, you can't make the argument that, um, you cannot make the argument that fluoride, like people are dying more, whatever, like whatever the paleo people are saying, like people used to die of like cavities constantly. That was like the number one cause of death for like yeah. thousands of years. Um, like, like fluoride has obviously improved people's lives. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, it's like any of these things, there's no, there's really no actual evidence that fluoride is bad for you. Like it's one of those ones where I'm like, cause most of these time, most of the time I'm like pretty sort of credulous and like, I'm able to uh, believe what these paleo people say, but this fluoride stuff, it's like, I, I really don't get it. I think they just like, don't want anything. I don't understand it either. I feel like they're just looking for problems where there are none sometimes yeah. with like all of this, like it's I sorry to go back to Melissa Urban yet again, which mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with, but like I feel like she's just sitting in her house in Utah, like writing up lists of things that could possibly be wrong with people to like make her new thing. Oh, yeah. And then she um comes out with one. Like she has this whole boundaries thing, and then she decided that she's gonna become like the sex person and like talk about sex that like everybody's asking her which there's no way in hell that's true and then like it's just like really specific things about these really high intensity like gym workout like lifting things that she does which I guess might be useful information and like um I don't know it's just like it gets really in the weeds you know yeah they have to keep churning out content so it's like and you can't really repeat yourself 100 percent. you have to you always have to find something new to to battle against exactly uh oh before we um before we move on to the newsletters i want to welcome our newest patron caitlin from the great country of canada caitlin thank you for joining i'm always excited when the the canadian patrons come in because it makes it seem like we're making more money because it's like seven dollars oh i'm getting like all excited yeah but it's really you know the same amount um, I have to give a shout out to, I don't know if I really have to just say, everybody go listen to my friend Heather's podcast. I was on it. It's called Bimbo Summit. It's really, really funny and really great. I'm teaching this writing workshop and she did a commercial for me, which was the kindest, funniest thing anyone's ever done. And I'm obsessed with her. 
So not, she didn't want anything in return, but because I have to make it transactional, I want to tell everyone to go listen to it because you should be anyway, because it's, it's just so good and so funny. And I was yeah. on it once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't, is it, or are they all paywalled or are some of them free? Yeah, there, I think you have to be on the Patreon okay. to join it, but if you've listened to it or liked it, I'm just recommending it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, one of the funniest people I know. She's literally the funniest person I've ever yeah. met and her podcast is so funny. Let's see. Oh, we have to all wish Moses Martin a happy 16th birthday. Happy one six Moses. I was so thrilled. I saw the picture that Gwyneth posted. He was wearing, Moses was wearing a zero t-shirt, like a Smashing Pumpkin zero t-shirt, which is exactly what I wore when I was his age. So it's like, you know, circle of life, sunrise. Well, now it's like ironic. No, he's sincere. He has, you think it's not ironic. I think that the kids really like Smashing Pumpkins. Because it's real music, but real issues. I mean, I think they like it, but not in the same way. Or maybe uh, in the same way. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, if you're a teen, a, a disillusioned teen, you're going to like liked, that like, music. David Bowie and stuff. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, that's so sad that like, yeah. Or like the kids that loved like Grateful Dead or whatever. It's like, <laughs> we're so old. Jesus Christ. But, well, or maybe our parents were just younger than we gave them credit for. Mm, sure. Maybe a little of both. A little of both. Um, okie doke. Okay. That takes care of business. I guess onto the newsletters. Onto it. I can't think of anything else. No. Uh, all right. What was your best of the week? Okay. My best of the week was just sort of related, but I've been watching the show We Crushed on Apple TV and that's my best of the week. I'm obsessed with it. And it's related to this podcast because as some of you may remember, you may remember Brian, the wife of the founder of WeWork was Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Yeah. And she's played by Anne Hathaway in the show. And like when it all came out, I was like, oh God, like they're playing up this thing about how she's cousins with Gwyneth Paltrow to sort of drag Gwyneth Paltrow's name into this. And to like kind of make her guilty by association and to sort of like make the whole thing seem weirder because people think Gwyneth is weird and whatever. And I was like very not into it. But this woman is like, I mean, I don't know in real life, but the way that she's getting played in the show, she's like the most goo person on the face of the planet. She's like, um, Anne Hathaway is like destroying it. And she's like known for like recommending self-help books and like be, and like helping people achieve their maximum potential. And like, that's what her whole thing is about. She's like an expander or something. She's all about manifesting. Like she's kind of the reason that we work maybe got a little bit derailed because her vision was so like unconventional, I guess. Mm. And I think the show is supposed to be critical of her, but there are definitely times like she's recommending all these books. And I think it's supposed to be like funny, but I was like writing them down. Like, Oh, I bet that's good. Like, cause they're all real. And I was like Googling them. I'm like, what was this woman reading at the time? I have to start reading it. Like, what was she doing? She's like a true, like, she's a true like goop person um, portrayed in the media in a way that I've never seen before. I, can't wait to start watching it um there's just been so much tv on lately i haven't gotten a chance and there's all these like scam shows but yeah between anne hathaway and just the gwyneth paltrow connection 
and your recommendation. I need, I need to start. I hear she also like puts on like a Chekhov play and like does a Russian accent. Yeah. That's yes. That's very exciting to me. It's, it's, it's really good. I, I also kind of had like scam show, like millennial scammer fatigue. Like I can't take any more of it. Um, even though Jared Leto is fucking 50. I'm yeah. It's, I mean, he has very good, uh, whatever fillers or whatever and he's just like has good genes anyway I was like getting sick of it but like now the some of them are actually really good like this one and the um the Michael Showalter one about the the blood Theranos yeah Theranos that one was really good yeah I watched all of that one and I really liked it more than I thought I would I thought Amanda Seyfried was fantastic I imagine Amanda and Anne will be battling it out for the Emmy next year I think, yeah, and Renee. Oh, and Renee, yes. I haven't dipped my toe into Pam yet. I don't know how if you would like that one. I loved it, but that one is definitely more like true crime, true crime less yeah. like scam. Yeah, I'm, I, I'll definitely watch the WeWork. If, if there becomes like a little dip over the summer or whatever with new shows, I might, I might do Pam. I have been, I mean, I've been watching Pachinko, which I think is really fantastic. It's a little heavier. It's like about, um, you know, Japanese colonialism in Korea and it's sort of this multi-generational saga but it's also fun like it's a good get that's on show. Apple too right it's on Apple yeah. but my my favorite show that I'm watching now that I'm obsessed with and some of you might enjoy it too is the Julia Child show on HBO oh yeah if anyone is into like Julia Child or like the history of food television um it's just so delightful like the stakes are so low um it's just Julia and her husband, Paul, who uh, Julia is played by Sarah Lancashire, who is on uh, Happy Valley. And Paul is played by um, what's his face from Frasier, David Hyde Pierce. Oh, I love him. I said, um, go on. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. And like BB Newworth is on it. There's like a, it's just like a good cast. And um, they just, it's, it's all about sort of her. It's like post when the cookbook came out and it's just about her figuring out how to make this TV show and how it sort of like invented the whole genre of cooking shows on television. It's, yeah. It's wonderful. I like, it's the first, if it pops up on my Apple TV, it's like the first thing I watch. Yeah. I've always felt that it was like such an injustice that we got um, a Meryl Streep as Julia Child movie written by Nora Ephron and it had to be Julie and Juliet. Like, yeah. I w- Cause the, I'm obsessed with Nora Ephron and I love Julia Child and I love Meryl Streep and I love, and Meryl and Nora were like the ultimate power duo. Sure. (laughs) And I was like, let's, and they had to fucking, uh, why did it have to be that book? I don't understand. I think because that, that book was such a like cultural, like thing for a while. Like it was such a big deal. So I think that was the way at that point that they could, that they could like fund the movie is by adapting that book. And I, I actually don't dislike the Amy Adams part of that movie as much as most people do. I, I do obviously prefer the Julia Child part. Um, but it, if, whether you, you like that movie or you don't like that movie, this show is a good companion piece to it because it doesn't cover the same era of Julia's life. So it's almost, it almost acts as like a sequel to the part of Julia Child's life that they cover in, in the Meryl Streep movie. Oh, that's interesting. Cause this is later, this is after, you know, after she was in Paris, after she moved to Boston with her husband and when, um, when she was developing the, the, the PBS show. 
Okay. So what was your best brand? My best, this is very simple, very short. I just really appreciated that Goop sent out a little letter on Thursday, assuring us that the Thursday newsletters will continue. Oh, that's nice. Cause I was worried. Like, I, I mean, they never said anything. I just felt like the, the primacy of newsletters as part of Goop's communication strategy was lessening. And like, they were, you know, they were pivoting to Instagram. They were pivoting to TikTok. Um, the website was revamped in a way that made it more confusing to navigate for me. So they sent out just a little, because usually like the, the, the emails will have like a little pun in their subject title based on the content. And this week it just said Thursday email and, um, the letter read, dear reader, for most of Goop's existence, our lives revolved around Thursdays, the day we hit send on our original newsletter. Thursday is still the day we share the best new editorial stories, expert interviews, recipes, deep dives, and tutorials of the week. It's all for you. If there's a topic you want us to explore, we want to hear about it. Email us at editorial at goop.com. XO, mm -hmm. the Goop editorial team. Yeah, they really care. I mean, Thursdays are, because that's that's why we do this podcast on Fridays is because the newsletters came out on Thursdays. Yeah. It's the whole reason. And they still do. They still do. And they will continue to do it. And, but I do have to say, Gerda still hasn't responded to my seed oil question. I might have to send a follow-up email. You might have to. It might be too big of a question for Gerda. Like, yeah. I asked her a very specific question and she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I feel like, um, you know, this is like a big diet question. Yeah, I yeah, I'll, maybe I'll just, well, even when I asked it to Gerda, I just, you just send, you still send everything to that same email address, editorial at goop.com. No, I, she has her own email address. Oh, really? It. Oh, I sent mm -hmm. it to the general one. Maybe I, that's, yeah, that's probably why. On. Go to Gerda's, go to like an ask Gerda. And like, if you scroll to the bottom, it'll be like Gerda Goo or something. I don't oh, know shit. what it is, okay. but you okay. have to just find I'll check it. That out. Yeah. But I do think, I mean, the, the Goop people have to know that seed oils are like, a big topic of conversation. Um, well, seed oils just have been a topic of conversation for a long time too, but goop. Yeah. Hasn't really covered it. It's I think it's cause like the, the audience, even though they are similar in some respects, it's like this very sort of right wing male audience with like lots of, you know, Pepe avatars. And it's just like a different vibe, even though it's the same shit. I mean, I don't know. I think it's sort of like, I think it's like a general thing. I think a lot of people sort of try to avoid them. Maybe the people who are like super hardcore like that are more, oh, you know what? I did some sleuthing and I found out that soybean oil is like the oldest oil of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's just, it's, it was, it originated in Asia and not in Europe. I think that's why they think that it's Wait. like not that no, none of their ancestors ate it because it wasn't like white people yeah well also like the soybeans that soybean they were non-gmo they were non-gmo and so maybe there is like there is like a brand of like ancestral soybean oil that is better for you but um and also like if you actually look at the omega-6 um the, the omega-6 levels and all the different oils like once you get to like olive oil it's like 10 percent and then canola oil is like just 12%. It's like, it's actually not that different. 
once you get up to like safflower oil and shit like that, it's really high in PUFAs, but the, um, some, it, it is like a fine line that they're, that they're drawing, but doesn't really maybe make the most sense. Yeah. Um, also it's not like all omega sixes are like bad for you need them too. You just have too many of them. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's the ratio is supposed to be between like people say it's supposed to be like between one to one omega-6 first omega-3 and like three to one um but like the the sad the standard american diet most people get about 20 to one omega-6 to omega-3s because people are eating so you know so little omega-3s okay so anyway anyway um all right what was your worst Okay. So this was like a huge scandal. So every like couple of months, I'll like mosey over to the Tracy Anderson diet that was posted. That was like incredibly toxic. And like, it was like a huge scandal. And it's the only like really bad eating advice. I think they've actually put on goop where it was like an actually like dangerous diet, but every once in a while, I just want to go and look at it. I just look like to look at it. I've never done it. What was I refresh my memory? What did she want you to do? Okay. So it was like how to lose X amount of pounds in some short period of time. And it was like, you need to work out and do Tracy Anderson six days a week. That's number one. But number two is this diet where like more or less in the morning, you would have like a one cup of berries, or you could have a Tracy Anderson bar. Then for lunch, you would have like one of three salad options she gave you, which were like, I just remember one of them was called broccoli tops and she was like, shave the tops off. And I was like, I spent years thinking like, shave the tops off. Like, do I just eat? It just sounded, I didn't know what she was talking about. I've never read that in a recipe before. Yeah. The broccoli tops, shave the tops off. Does she just mean like cut the florets from the stems? I have no idea. I still, and I, shave the tops off. Like, so I just shave, like, do I, sh- I, I still, I don't know. Like, how do I shave? The- I cut the florets off, right? Yeah. Or do I like cut shave? The- what does she mean? Like, great. I, that is, that is the oddest way of saying it. Wild. One of them was like a spinach salad with midnight moon in it. And then for dinner, you would have um, a, like a piece of fish with some like steamed vegetables or something. And then you could also have like one square of, at the time they said ultra chocolate, but now they would probably say uh, who or who, mm-hmm. whatever that brand is chocolate. And you could also have two glasses of Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, wow. So it was like a pretty, I'm like, that's a sustainable diet. If I can have two glasses of wine and a bar of chocolate, <laughs> then I think I can do this. But, um, but it's still like extra low calorie and da, da, da. Um, and they fucking took it off the website. Wow. So if you search for it, it's like error 404. Like, what does it say? It redirects to an article about anti-diet culture and body positivity, which I never thought I'd see the day. I'm just going to Google it again. Really? That's crazy. So I wonder if there were like so many complaints. I think they just quietly took it down. And remember a few weeks ago or like last month when they let her do that like huge page that was like her, she did a morning routine and she plugged her studio and she like did a whole thing. 
I bet you that was when they were like, we're going to take this down, but we like really value you. And like, we want to do another piece, but this just like, doesn't really fit with our culture anymore yeah. or something like that. Cause I've never, I mean, I don't know because I don't like follow, I, there aren't that many goop articles that I'm like constantly following up with, but that was one that I did just like refreshing my own memory all the time. But why I was shocked. I was shocked. It is. I wonder how many other old diet advice or weird doctor stuff that they've taken down. Cause the only other time I remember goop really getting into real hot water was the, um, the woman who spoke at in goop health. That was like a, she was like an AIDS denialist or something, something really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Um, let's see. Like if you Google, like Stephen Gundry is a weird one. Yeah. And he's still on there, but I don't remember everything that he's ever said. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 But you never see Gundry that much. Like you never see new content from him. Um, who, yeah, he's the cardiologist. There's like, obviously like medical medium is like, no, like medical medium is on medical medium is at the height of his career and his powers right now. So maybe it's like, he doesn't need goop rather than goop. I think if anything, he doesn't need goop. He had a podcast. He really put celery juice on the map. And I've got to say he was right about that celery juice. Like, is there anything more delightful than a fucking cold bottle of celery juice at seven That's o'clock great. in the morning? I mean, I bought a whole juicer because of him and then I made celery juice like five times and now the juicer's just sitting there in my kitchen. I just buy it. I've never made it. It's a pain in the ass to make. Um, my 7-Eleven has green juice now. Seriously? Yeah. And then I bought a bottle of it, but I've been too scared to drink it. But I think I want to try it again. Cause it's like, I re- I read the ingredients over and over again. And it's like normal green juice. There's nothing in it that it's a green juice. Is it 7-Eleven brand? Yes. That's crazy. So it's not, I, cause I, I remember when Starbucks started selling like evolution and that was like, oh my God, Starbucks is selling green juice. But the, the, yeah, this is even crazier. <laughs> When I Googled 7-Eleven, the immediate dropdown was 7-Eleven green juice. Either it's listening to me or I've Googled this before. Yeah, it's organic cold-pressed juice. Wow. I don't know. I feel like really shitty that I bought this whole bottle and like just did not drink it because you I was should, like, it's from 7-Eleven. You should drink it. It's way cheaper than if you go and get I'm it. From sure. 11. And it's organic? Yeah. Wow. Crazy times we live in. Crazy. Um. All right. My worst is this is really sad and unfortunately not surprising, but this week, Jen Gunter came out endorsing child slavery. <laughs> and I know we're, it, it, it brings me no joy to report this, but uh, Jen Gunter is for the incarceration and forced labor of little children in the Ivory Coast. Okay. Um, she has been doing like book signings in Canada for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also is like freaking out about getting back into the United States and like making oh. sure she has her like vax card in order. And I'm like, Jen, oh, look, you know what? It's none of our fucking business. How hard it is for her to find her documentation. I don't care. Every fucking thing with these people has to be the biggest deal in the world. Like 
going and getting the vaccine was not a big deal. Okay. You just go and you fucking get it and you can shut the fuck up about it. And having a vaccine card is not a big deal. You just show it and then put it away. You keep it on your fucking phone. Like why does, why does the fact that they are vaccinated have to be everybody's goddamn business? We're all vaccinated. No one gives a shit. No, like, and she was like, she was thinking, oh, she was like, oh, she's asking Twitter, like, is it okay if I just have the Vax card on my phone or do I need a paper cop? Like, Jen, you're not going to be held at the fucking border of Vancouver because you're, you don't have your proper documentation. Like the narcissism of these people. I know they just like love the fact that they've like done anything. Their lives are just so boring and meaningless. They're just like, oh, and I got a vaccine too. It's like, wow, congratulations for this pandemic that affected only you. Exactly. Um, But so she's, you know, trying to get back in the country and she posted this picture of all of these Canadian chocolate bars that she feeds her children, her privileged little children in Marin County who don't have to work 12 hours a day at the chocolate mines. And of course, these chocolates, not only do they probably contain seed oils, they are from Nestle and Cadbury, companies that were involved in a lawsuit about the use of underage enslaved child labor in the Ivory Coast. And we all know about this. Like, this is not new news. And she was just posting these pics willy-nilly. Of course, like, 90% of the people that responded to her tweets were like, you go, girl, like, Canadian chocolate. Mm." But That's not Canadian chocolate either. I mean, I guess it's Canadian versions of, I have no idea. Arrow and Crunchy are... They're, like, European, right? It's English. English. Well... Yeah. Had raised an English company. Yeah. And like you can first of all, you can get any of this stuff at like cost plus world market. Like it's not she's just yeah. Anyway. So, you know, a few a few contrarians that follow her, including myself, mm. um, chastised her for her her latent endorsement of child slavery. Uh, I just was nice and sent her a link to um an article talking about the human rights violations that companies like Nestle uh perpetuate um some other people were a little meaner really have have you given up have you given up nestle and cadbury products yeah i'm just 100 percent tony chocoloni slave free baby tony chocolate oh is that that big big guy tony chocoloni it's slave free it's seed oil free um it's a good deal i I got six big Tony Chocoloni bars on Amazon for like 20 bucks. It'll last me like two months. You did? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm totally off of like ice cream and shit. So like the one, my little sweet treat is just chocolate now. I have to be honest. I don't think I'm going to make it through this holiday season without getting myself a little bag of Cadbury mini eggs. I'm sorry, Brian. No, it's okay. I, you know what? It's just like the fucking vaccine cards. Like I, of course, I'm not saying I'm never going to eat another Nestle product for the rest of my life. Of course I'll have a Kit Kat once in a while, but don't put on, don't make your whole brand about being for, you know, women's rights, children's rights, and then being so hypocritical and I'll say it racist that she obviously her kids are more important than these uh these these black children from Ivory Coast I just I don't know it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna talk the talk walk the walk uh I can't help what percent you're serious you are but well I'm sort of well I don't know I'm sort of serious just because 
like she's so judgmental about everything else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she about the things she cares about. She's so judgmental. Like, no. oh, yoni eggs are gonna cause toxic sock syndrome. Yeah. Like you know if you're, what? You're fucking right. If you're listening to a naturopath about whatever chiropractor, chiropractic or acupuncture or, you know, a supplement that you want to take, you're, you're a rube that is getting fooled by, you know, snake oil. And yet she's willy nilly, like, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but like, try, like, I know that I'm sort of being a little bit facetious, but like, this is actually a real thing. Like real children are being enslaved and forced to pick chocolate and to be so cavalier. And again, I, I'm, I'm sort of joking, but I'm not really joking because she is so, she's so smug and condescending about everything that she cares about. So I feel like I'm allowed to be condescending and smug and, you know, do a little gotcha moment to her. Right. Get her, Brian. Thank you. Um, like so, I said on Twitter, get her. Get her yes. Uh, so not only is the child slavery an issue, but um, this wonderful person named at underscore C-A-P-P-S said to Jen Gunter, all Nestle products, they steal water from aquifers, force third world mothers onto formula and refuse to leave Russia. So they're going to, she's going to get the resistance libs that hate Russia now. Oh yeah. Yeah. They refuse to leave Russia. Um, Another person, Amy Blackmund says, nope, haven't bought a Nestle product since the early seventies. Um, autistic Cindy says <laughs> that's her handle. Autistic Cindy says, Ryan, he needs to stop. No, I ate that stuff for years. Used to bring it back to the States knowing Nestle makes it, makes it tough with their notorious historical behavior. Re baby, baby formula, third world countries, question mark. Nah, if I did, I wouldn't tweet about it. And then well, autistic Cindy's got a point. I, I, sometimes I do, but I don't tweet about it. And then Paul, this guy, Paul, who really got a, got an earload from Jen, Jen Gunter's uh, followers said, I'd stay away from those. If one was prone to yeast infections, poor snack choices. Is she prone to yeast infections? No. Well, I think she just constantly talks about yeast infections, <laughs> which you I, know, don't, I don't know. The, I don't know the science. Some people say sugar causes yeast infections. Some people don't. I'm not going to wade into those waters. I don't think it, I don't think it possibly could. I don't, I don't understand think it does. how something, how that could, I mean, I, I don't understand how eating candy could make you have a yeast infection. Well, I guess it's like a gut biome thing, but, I think but it, what it, how does the get from your gut to your vagina? I don't know. There's, there's gotta be a tube. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, and then, sorry, just one more. One of Jen's little fans replied to Paul. Her handle is I came to live out loud, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Um, She's like an old white woman with glasses doing like a funny. Like a Richard Nixon piece. (laughs) Like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's that's what you're doing. And she, um, she wrote back, oh, ha, 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 ha. You have no idea who you just mansplained. And with incorrect info, I might add. So jury's still out on the yeast yeast infection Nestle connection, but this, like, you don't even know that you just poked a sleeping bear thing that people's followers do is like really pathetic. And it also shows that some of them have like really inflated views of these people that they're following. Oh yeah. It's like, like Jen, like how Jen Gunter is to Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. All of her followers are to her. 
Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. She didn't respond to me or block me. So she probably didn't even see it. She just doesn't know. I don't think, I think we're just like so small. Like she yeah. doesn't. And she, well, she didn't respond to anyone about the, the, the ethical problems with Nestle. So she had nothing I mean, to say to that about that. I she guess she's not a total moron. Anyway. So that was my worst, just another, another dark day for Jen Gunter. Another dark day on the, on Jen Gunter's Twitter. On Wait, I wonder what her Dr. Jenna Jason has to say about it. He's uh, I think he, um, she didn't quote unquote bring them along to to her Canadian tour. Mm, wonder yeah, they've never been in the same room at the same time. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, and then quickly, this is also my worst, just very quick. Apparently, there's like an Esther Perel board game. Oh no, really? Yeah, it's it looks so horrible. So it's called it's called uh, Where Should We Begin, which I guess is also the name of her podcast, and it's like. You know how like apples to apples is just like cards and then you have like a prompt and then you say something or like um what's the other the, the, the like naughty one that people like? I don't know. Anyway, there's all oh, these games. The one the card game. Yeah. I don't know, but I know what this, you're talking about. This is like the self-help version of that. So it's just like <laughs> cards with prompts for you to like share um share like stories about yourself it sounds really i would rather do anything at a party than do this yeah that sounds awful uh, it's a series of prompts and questions to ask one another that spark real revelation and thus conversation and often hilarity um so some of the cards include the last thing i looked at that i wasn't supposed to i feel most attractive when i think the concept of marriage is and hundreds of other prompts can you imagine if you go to a party and someone fucking brings out this shit is it for a party or is it for like couples to do therapy together? It's, I guess both. It says it could be for, we, we've been playing it with everyone we know, family, friends, and romantic partners. No. Making, making ordinary afternoons or evenings together more meaningful and more fun. Oh, it's no. even great among stranger, strangers. Oh my God. How would you even be in a situation where you'd play that with strangers? Strangers. I guess if you like go to a bar and just like whip it out, I don't know. Ugh. I wouldn't sick. do it. Sick, 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 sick. No, I'd leave immediately. No, can't. Um, okie doke. Craziest, saddest. Um, I don't know if these are really my craziest, but I just said the spring foods. There's a spring food explosion at Goop, and um, I got an earful. And I, I feel like I like spring, but like spring like peas and stuff. It's just like, not my thing. Mm. Like I like that the weather is getting warmer and I like the whole like softness of it. I like pastels. And I like when people are like, it's just like a spring thing, but like, I just don't want to eat the peas. I don't think I want to eat the asparagus. No offense, Brian. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa. Them's fighting words. I know. Um, I just feel like, and you know, the goop, spring menu the new kitchen spring menu just came out oh i saw um which i thought was like okay it's basically just the winter menu but they like springified it a little bit they just yeah. like changed the, the chopped salad is staying i think almost exactly the same which is weird because that was like a heavier salad yeah 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 did they add uh, any asparagus or peas to the goop kitchen menu I let me see they it. like they definitely added it some places but not 
into everything. So like the spring salmon bowl, it's just like the other salmon bowl. It it looks just like it, but it has like a green sauce. Okay. And I, I think the other one had some sort of like miso thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they've definitely done the green, like that chimichurri sauce before somewhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, they're doing this green sauce. Like this is their spring thing. I, I like, I mean, I think cause like fall and to some extent winter has been so like co-opted by certain, certain like flavor profiles. Yeah. I do like, I think we haven't really decided on like what, I mean, I guess green is just sort of, cause it's everything from, you know, your asparagus and peas to your shamrock shakes. It's like, green is the color of spring for sure. And it could just sort of mean anything you want it to mean. Well, shamrock, I mean, I guess shamrock shakes are like a specific thing because they're for St. Patrick's day. So like, that's why that's all green. Um, and they're just mint flavor because like, that's the only green milkshake flavor you could come up with. That wouldn't be gross. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And then the peas and stuff, I think they're just like, what's in season. It's in season. And I do, I'm not like a huge, I'm not like a huge pea fan. I am of course a huge asparagus fan and a huge artichoke fan. So I, a couple of these, I agree like some of these recipes on the the crisp, sweet, tender and green 16 recipes for spring were like yeah. not that inspiring, but they're, I definitely do. These are the couple of them were the thing I would try. Um, the seared sea scallops over sauteed asparagus and peas. Like it's not, you know, re- rewriting anything, but it's, uh, I do love asparagus and I like scallops. So I would try it. I think asparagus and I was raised eating asparagus and I've never really considered myself to be a person who didn't like asparagus. But now, like when I was confronted this morning with like the idea of myself eating asparagus, I just had the feeling of like the pain of an asparagus beer in my mouth and like how hard they are to chew and like woody. Mm, you have like, to get good ones. The woody ones are terrible. I, you have to. You have to, if there were the really thick ones, you have to probably cut off more than you th- like cut off the last like two inches. Yeah. Uh, and then if you get the thin ones, you're good to go. There's yeah, a they're stringy and watery. I don't know. The good ones aren't, I like them, but I like artichokes. Yeah. Um, the other recipe I would try is the quinoa rigatoni with artichokes and fried rosemary. Oh, that sounds good. And they do tell you to get like a jar of artichokes. I just, because sometimes those marinated artichokes, I'm, I don't really trust that they're a hundred percent seed oil free. Cause it, it's not, you don't know where this supposed olive oil is coming from. I don't know. I just would feel more comfortable getting, um, you know, frozen artichoke hearts and doing it myself. Also like the marinated ones have like two, the flavor is too intense. Like I like mm. the, I like a big bland, soft artichoke. Yeah, I do too. Like I, the frozen artichoke hearts. Cause I, I grew up eating my parent, like being, you know, like a Californian, my yeah. parents would always steam whole artichokes and you'd pick off the leaves and then finally get to the heart. And mm-hmm. I like that ritual, but if I just want to pig out on artichokes, I just get the frozen hearts. They're so good. Yeah. I also was raised on steamed artichokes and I maybe disgustingly would dip the leaves into mayonnaise. Oh no, that's how we would do it. Yeah. We were, I think some people would do butter, but like we were definitely mayonnaise. mayonnaise. Yeah, for sure. (sighs) One of the few foods that I liked as a child. Mm. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, there's a, I mean, they, they, like they said, 16 recipes for spring. Some of them are okay. Uh, 
but oh my craziest so here's another like like you talked about with the tracy anderson thing goop is trying to do everything to walk away from the typical signifiers of quote-unquote diet culture uh and so they're convoluting themselves into or sorry contorting themselves into weird sort of rhetorical positions to make it seem like they're not talking about diets when in fact of course they're talking about diets yeah so the latest one is this interview with this nutritionist mia riadin i did not even open this one mia rigdon so i think we've seen because she has this um thing it's not a food journal it's called a well journal Mm-hmm. And we've seen this on maybe some of the gift guides. Like this well journal has been around the block a few times on Goop. Yeah. But now she's also coming out with an online course on finding food freedom. Mm-hmm. And so instead of talking about good foods and bad foods or healthy foods and unhealthy foods, blah, blah, blah she's telling her followers to seek out productive foods. What does that mean? Well, she defines them as ones that maximize pleasure and well-being at once. Hmm. So a productive foods mindset asks, what feels good, really? So it's not necessarily what tastes good, but what feels good in all sort of holistic sense of the term. Okay. Um, So she says, okay, we can use science to formulate the quote unquote perfect diet for your overall health. But if we don't taste, if we don't take lifestyle into account, it can be hard to execute. This is classic diet culture, encouraging people to follow a specific way of eating that doesn't fit into their life. If you've ever said, I know what to do, I'm just not doing it, then you probably haven't found your productive foods. A productive food is one that looks good, tastes good, smells good, and makes you feel good. With a productive food mindset, we're seeking foods that are just as exciting to the senses as they are to our health. Uh, many of our new clients laugh or sigh out of relief when I tell them my two firm rules, you have to like the food you're eating and it has to be easy. So she has four steps for discovering your productive foods. Number one, establish your motivation. Um, like I want to increase energy. I want digestive comfort or improved mood. And she warns, she says, weight change while it's perfectly acceptable goal for some is unreliable. So if this is a motivator for you, find a new motivator. Annoying and stupid. Um, And then, then she just goes into the fucking same elimination diet shit that like Melissa Urban and stuff goes into. She has her own elimination diet. Yeah, but she just frames it as this is productive. This makes you feel good. So she says you should probably uh, go on an elimination diet um, at least temporarily eliminate gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, and caffeine, eliminate all these at once or one at a time and see, you know, see which foods are productive and which are not productive for you. Um, then she says, number three, think about nutrition as more than what you eat, because uh, chronic stress, anxiety, and depression are proven to cause increased cravings for sugar, carbs, and salty snacks. So um, I guess like quit your job, leave your family, live on a monastery, don't have any stress. And then, and then start with one productive meal and add on from there. So start with breakfast and then move on to lunch and then to dinner, I guess. Well, so it's yeah. just the same shit. It's eliminating things. Well, her diet, it says you have a smoothie for breakfast and then a hearty lunch and then soup for dinner. So it's, just, it's the same shit as everyone else. 
Well, I mean, I guess like I, to me, that seems more weight loss focused than like a whole 30 or something, which yeah, I true. have to, I'm going to have to just do another whole 30 too. Cause it's just like the fucking prolonged thing. I talk about it so much. I obviously <laughs> want to do one. Um, but like, yeah, they just do a smoothie, a hearty lunch, afternoon snack and soup for dinner, like soup for dinner and smoothie for breakfast. Like those are weight loss things. Like that's not, there's no reason that that's like elimination. No. Food. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just weight loss and she can't even say it. She can't even be honest with herself or also like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight. Like this, I feel like the messaging around diet culture is so confused because there are people who don't need to lose weight. Like there are like girls who are like obsessed with like their bodies and like, they're always trying to like achieve some like perfect body that they're never going to get or whatever. But then there are like overweight people or people who like actually need to lose some weight. And like, you get told over and over again, like, no, don't, it's impossible. Don't worry about it. And it's like, this is the messaging that drives people crazy. I think. Yeah. It's the, it's sort of the hypocrisy of still sort of, I don't know, people, society or whatever, or it could be internal motivation, external motivation, whatever, but like trying to lose weight. And then now it's like, you're saying you can't even be honest with yourself or you have to like be ashamed of wanting to lose weight. Yeah. And again, it's like, like you can be healthy. I do believe you can be healthy at any size. Like it, it just depends on your own body and you know, everyone's body is different. So I, I like agree with a lot of that. And yet uh, if you do want to lose weight, you should be able to proudly say, Hey, I feel better 10 pounds lighter, or I feel better 50 pounds lighter. And so I'm going to try to do that. And I'm not going to apologize for it. It's just, uh, it's just like a lot of, there's like a lot of like weird stuff of like, get trying to get in your head and like tell you who you are when like, that's not, I don't understand why like diet has to be such an identity point. No. You know what I mean? But it does. It is. It's like everyone, especially like on, I don't know, like social media, like what, like it's so, I think like everything else now, it's so tribal and like your, whatever your diet is, whether it's, you know, veganism or carnivorism or keto or whatever Mediterranean is so linked with. Who are the militant Mediterranean diet people? I don't know, like resistance lib, like. (laughs) Okay. I don't know who they are. I guess yeah, that's they're more like sort of centrist. I do think yeah. the, med- the Mediterranean diet I still feel is probably like the healthiest for you. I think so too. I think like some combination of it. Yeah. Or I, like I, I'm getting more and more persuaded by Will Cole's uh, Pegan. Pegan, really? I mean, well, I, I think it's paleo right now. It's too hardcore. I am like I I I am very like paleo curious but I just I still and maybe it's my sort of libtard upbringing but I'm still not convinced that like eating red meat every meal is good for you I will never be convinced of that I feel like paleo is intriguing and of course I have done a whole 30 and I do and I have like gone through like bouts of it but I feel like it's hyper-masculine yes. in a way that I don't want to eat. Like I want to be drinking smoothies and like maybe have a slim fast or something. Sure. Like I like to eat like a fucking woman, which to me means <laughs> eating like 
really like a lot of fruit and vegetables and like making smoothies and like a lot of salads and juices well most of the paleo people i think are like into fruit because they're also into like for some reason like vitamin c which is like you know everything that's old is new or everything that's new is old Mm -hmm. again what is the whatever it is everything that's old is new again everything that's old is new again like they're all obsessed with like vitamin c now which i'm like Hmm. okay is this the 90s but they they will not do supplement. They'll do supplements for everything else, but they won't for some reason. So that they they find these like obscure, weird fruits that's no that no one has heard of. Like these like weird what? types of they're like these weird types of plums that they're obsessed with. Um, but they're like we have to like get our vitamin. But because they probably just don't eat any like fruits or vegetables. I don't know. But they're obsessed with these plums, and they say they oh they probably like. I mean, these are the same people that are like into you know semen retention and all this stuff well I don't know like it's so intense yeah it's it's so intense and like if you break away from the orthodoxy you're you're called you know a virgin a cuck a fag lots of different words Oh, they're also really into not sleeping with pillows because it's too feminine. Really? Yeah. It's too feminine? Yeah, you're just going to be indoctrinated into a virgin posture if you sleep with a pillow. So you're just supposed to sleep flat on your back with no pillow. I actually am a, I'm pro anti-pillow. I feel like that, I don't want to, I don't think it's too feminine, but like my neck at night, I like often can't sleep because like, the pillow was like pushing my head into one direction or another. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I get that. I think, but like, I get it. But like, when I take the pillow away, it also is annoying. But I like, think a thin pillow is a good compromise. A thin pillow. Yeah. yeah. I like a thin pillow. And I also, I like to clutch a pillow in my arms. <laughs> I use my second pillow as like a, as like a blankie. Yeah, I put it between my legs. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. I have to, like, keep them separated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when they said virgin posture, is it's so funny. <laughs> but women want a virgin posture. Like, we're supposed to be virgin. Oh, yeah, you're supposed to be, you know, supple and pliable. And, yeah. Oh, the fucking oh, healthy oil respecter, the woman today, it was just like, just so you know, sometimes I have to start making dinner at 1030 in the morning. So like my um, husband and daughter can have good nutritious food if I want to have a night out on the town with my girls. Like this man is she do whatever. What is her night on? Doesn't she like live on a farm? And I, like, yeah, I don't know. What is her night on the town? She probably is playing that Esther Perel board game. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't think that, I, I I don't think they, I think they want to make you think that they live out on a farm. I think they live in like a suburb. I really do think they live in like a Dallas suburb or something. Um, I, oh, he, I, he also took his medical board exams today. So we have to pray for him to, to pass his medical exams. I hope he passes. Okay. I, I want him to be my doctor. I do that. too. <laughs> Dr. Seed oil disrespect yeah. her. <laughs> oh my god okay this is ridiculous um okay what would you try uh i would try oh i say it every time and i never will because it doesn't work for me because i'm too disgusting but the fucking natural deodorant mm. they had another big old natural deodorant piece again oh, yeah. which they do every couple of months just to fucking taunt me i 
went to use natural deodorant. I'll never forget being a little girl and my grandmother telling me that never to use an antiperspirant because they cause cancer. True. And this is, you know, do as grandma said, because my little literal grandma did tell me this as a young child. And I, grandma disrespected and I do use antiperspirants. Um, because I like need them. I sweat so much and I smell so disgusting. Like I have to use real deodorant. Like this is just like not an option for me, but I, I'm dying to find like a good natural deodorant. It took me, it took me the, the pandemic to a hundred percent transition. Cause I do think it takes your, a while for your body chemistry to adjust to natural deodorant. Uh-huh. Um, but now I am a hundred percent natural deodorant. I have, I have one that I, bought at like CVS um that works for me but it has a very I, I do want to try like actually the thing I would buy is the um is the one that's called uh corpus it, it just looks really pretty it's like this mint green tube and it's supposed to smell like uh bergamot pink lemon orange blossom and cardamom so it seems sort of unisex a little bit yeah, I do feel like I need one of these like fancy ones. I like this beauty counter one. Mm-hmm. Clean Dio. It's gorgeously scented. It neutralizes body odor. It keeps you feeling dry and comfortable. It comes in three scents. It's made with coconut oil and shea butter. Yeah, maybe I'll buy this actually. Because like, if, especially if you're like, you know, working from home, you don't have to, you can just sort of let your body chemistry adjust on its own timetable without getting into embarrassing situations. I mean, I don't know. Also, I always end up going for like the coconut scented one or something. And it's always a mistake because like any of these like, like edible ones always smell really disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And maybe the, I'll do just the lavender. When I tried Schmidt, Schmidt's definitely like gives me a rash under my arms. Yeah. Uh, so I don't fuck with that anymore. But yeah, I haven't, I mean, no one's really said that I smell bad and I haven't used real deodorant in like probably two years (laughs) yeah well i don't know maybe i'll try this one it's 31 (laughs) dollars. but it lasts like that the one that i bought at cv like it lasts so long should i get soft lavender or fresh coconut or clean rose Mm, i would not get the coconut one i would either do the lavender or the rose i'm gonna do the lavender it's like yeah. a little bit boring but i think it'll probably be the least disgusting yeah for sure the, yeah rose could get you into some dicey territory i have like a vanilla rose natural deodorant and i want to gag every time i smell it yeah that one's a little sort of bath and body works um i mean okay it's like yeah wait fuck what? now i have to have 44 dollars to get clean shipping Ugh. i mean free shipping <laughs> Well, or should I just pay the fucking shipping? I would Google this deodorant and see if you can just go and not get it on Google. Or maybe it's on Amazon. It might be on Amazon or a lot of these things are sold at Credo or a lot of them will just ship directly to you. Like the, the, the body wash I got, um, bathing culture, free shipping, one free one day shipping for one for, it was like $30. It was pretty amazing. Anyway. Anyway. Um, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. And that's another Oh, the thing. La Vanilla. That's what I used to have. I used to have the La Vanilla one, which really sucks, but they're fucking 
their vanilla lotion smells better than any vanilla thing I've ever really? gotten in my life. It's like really good. Interesting. Cause yeah, I typically do not like vanilla scented things. Yeah. Uh, but I'll have to check that out. Um, anything else? Are we done? This is a short one, but that's good. Cause I got a fucking. Oh, bye. I mean, I guess I'll just change this. To oh, my buy. Yeah. I'm Wait. literally online buying it right now. So that's my thing I would buy. Then, okay. So it's the thing you would try, the thing you would buy. Yeah. Uh, great. Okay. Um, or what's well, your thing to buy? Oh, my thing I would buy is that deodorant, the Corpus natural deodorant. Oh, okay. Okay. $24. Um, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Okay. I will. I'm still poking around to find this. I think Goop might be the best option actually, right. but I'll let everybody know. <laughs> cool. 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 Uh, okay. all right. Uh, guys, uh, come join our Patreon. We have, I think now we have 58 or 59 episodes exclusive only on Patreon. That's so much. It's so much. So like just pay the five bucks and you can binge them and then, you know, it cancel if you want, or if you like it, stay on. But I really think it's a good deal. Um, I will continue to include, um, the recipes I cook, whether they're goop or not goop. And yeah, if you have any other ideas on things we can add to the Patreon, we are all ears. I'm putting up the diet thing. I will put it up. I swear to God. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.